Welcome to the Modern Direct Seller Podcast, where we talk about strategy, training, and systems to help you reach big goals and find success in direct sales. I am your host, Becky Launder, a San Diego mama, marketing junkie, and sales strategist that has built several six-figure businesses and is on a mission to share the new modern ways to rock your biz. If you're a go-getter direct seller and looking for actionable strategies, you are in the right place. This is for you. Welcome everyone back to the podcast. I am so excited to have my friends Tina and Janelle on with us today. We are going to talk all things sales. So thank you guys so much for being here. Do you want to say a quick hello intro? Let us know a little bit about your background and what you do. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Becky, for having us on this podcast. We're so excited. So this is Janelle, and I am the co-founder of Defy Sales with my business partner, Tina, who who will say hello here in a second. And uh, we serve coaches primarily. So uh, we are in the coaching industry and we sell for coaches. Our name of our company stands for Done Efficiently For You Sales. And we set up teams to help sell high ticket, usually $5,000 or more products and services that are sold online. I love that. You are the outside sales team that comes inside. (laughs) Exactly. That's right. And this is Tina. I just wanted to say hi as well. Um, It's been a really fun journey here and we just love all things about sales and we're excited to help you you get better at it. I love it. And I I love that you guys love sales because so often, at least in the direct sales industry, ironically, we have so many out there that love a lot of aspects of their business, but the idea of selling just feels a little intimidating or scary, or they just don't want to be too salesy. So I would love to hear from you guys in terms of a sales process or framework. Is there a way Is there a way that you approach sales that you feel like works especially well? Yes, absolutely. So uh, sales processes that are set up for attraction sales, meaning someone who's coming to you who may have seen your marketing somewhere else or seen you, let's say if you're a direct seller, you're posting on Facebook um, some things that make people curious and they want to know more about what it is that you do. Um, when, when you set up your marketing so that people are curious and they are continuing to want to learn more about you, they're much more open in the sales process than if you're, you know, out there basically knocking on every single door and saying, do you want to buy my stuff? So, um, (laughs) so the framework that we primarily use is for people who are interested in what our clients have to offer, but they're not sure if it's the right fit. Mm -hmm. And so you have to develop questions to ask them real questions that help them decide, is this the right fit for me or not? And um, that style is what we use in our sales processes where we're getting to know people, we're getting to know what their goals are, what their challenges are, what their budget is, and we're making recommendations as their trusted advisor 
as to what to buy that will help them solve whatever issue that they're having um, in their life that they think this product or service would help them solve in their life. I love that. And how applicable is that to direct sales? I I mean, I know that you guys are in the coaching space, but I feel like everything you just said is what I would tell somebody that joined my direct sales team, right? It's all about making those connections, asking how you can serve someone and helping them decide if your product or service is the right fit for them, which I think is, is such a refreshing way of looking at sales instead of just, like you said, buy my stuff. Hey, do you want to buy my stuff? I got some stuff. Do you want to buy it? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So good. So, you know, most direct sellers don't have a sales background. And I know both of you have a very strong sales background and have sold all sorts of fun things. Um, So what simple tips can you offer direct sellers around how to sell more? Ooh, that's a great question, Becky. So uh, a few things that I love to do is simply ask them very specific questions, especially in the beginning too. Um, So I always ask them, well, when it comes to, and whatever it is that you're selling, so maybe you're selling skincare. Well, when it comes to skincare, like what are you looking for? Or what's important to you? So you want to jump right into that. So then you understand what it is they're looking for. And then from there, you can really get to know them and then have a a recommendation of what's best fit for them. Instead of you starting out with, hey, let me tell you about this skincare, which might not even be what they're looking for, they're interested in. So asking them a question um, from the beginning is really, really simple and easy to do. And then the other piece too that I love is once you start sharing more about your product line, be sure to just pause in between and check in with them, see how they're feeling about everything. So you might just ask, hey, what do you think so far of this product? Or um, you know, do you have any thoughts around this? Is there anything that you had questions around? And so it's just a little check-in every time. And that way we don't go into like, oh, a whole sales pitch for five minutes straight. And then we, we might lose them somewhere in between. Oh, I love that. So first off, what you said, I think is so important that you have to ask questions. And I I train direct sellers to end with a question because I think so often we kind of blurt out information about our product or brand and we don't end in a question. So it's not conversational. And so it doesn't really kind of create that back and forth that you want to have with your customer. And I think that that lends to your second point too, that you, you do need to pause and check in, right? Right? And have that back and forth with a customer to learn more about them. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've received some sales messages from some direct sellers that I will not name that are like 18 paragraphs long. <laughs> about how much they love their product and how great it is and how much I need it in my life and how maybe they're having a party and they want me to come to it. And it's just going to be so, so great. And by the time I get that message, and if I even read it, because a lot of times I kind of just ignore it. By the time I read through it, I'm like, okay, uh, like I don't even know how to respond to you because you just completely overwhelmed me with a whole bunch of things that I'm not even sure I'm interested in. Exactly. Yeah. And it happens really often. And um, that's when you become salesy without really knowing. So I'm so glad you pointed that out. 
I love that. Yeah. I, I think that sometimes in direct sales, well, this is probably across all industries. When you're excited about what you do and you're passionate about your product, it's so easy to go off on a tangent about how amazing it's been for you and how helpful it's been for you and life-changing. And then on the other end of the conversation, you're talking to someone that maybe has very little familiarity with anything you have to talk about. Exactly. So you're always about educating them, but checking in, making sure it's what they're looking for too. And if it's a fit for them. I love that. So, you know, you kind of, you kind of already spoke to this a little bit, but one common concern from direct sellers that, you know, don't have a big sales background or or don't really know the right way to approach sales is that they're worried they're going to come across too salesy. So, how do you get over that? Or how do you avoid coming across too salesy? What kind of tips do you have for us? Oh, yes, that's a great one as well. Uh, so first off, um, get in your mind that you're not salesy. Um, <laughs> we'll shift the mindset there first. You're going to show up and be helpful. So just come into the conversations first and foremost in that sense, rather than, oh, I need to sell this one product on this call, come into it as, hey, I get to help someone um, with a, a, a problem they have, and I might have that solution for them. So that's number one. Um, and then when you come into you know the conversations, have it flow normally, right? Like just have that conversation back and forth, ask questions, talk as if they're your best friend, even though you just met them. And that way you can really get to know that person. And then it just seems so seamless rather than you starting out and just spewing all the things and all the amazingness about the product, because we know it's amazing. Um, but you want to give the uh, customer an opportunity to see how and get excited about it. So um, does that help? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think what you said around, you know, coming at it with a place of service of how you can help them is huge. And and I think that is really where that mindset set shift comes in, right? Where you're you're thinking, oh gosh, I don't want to sell them on this. I don't want to sell them. But if you're coming at it with, you know, how can I how can I serve you or how can I help you? Then that conversation does just flow a whole lot more seamlessly and with ease and it doesn't feel uncomfortable or icky. Exactly. And that excitement, they can absolutely feel from you too, because you're excited about this product. You know, you wouldn't be selling it if you didn't believe in it. So it's just having, you know, a conversation like with your friends about, hey, oh my gosh, I just tried out this amazing coffee shop, guys. Like, <laughs> let me tell you more about it because I'm excited. But, you know, then it doesn't feel like, hey, uh, you know, w- will you come and drink this coffee with me and buy this? You know, so it's very different. It's all in your energy and uh, how you want to guide the conversation in a way where it just feels supernatural. I love that. And I mean, I think that that takes a little bit of practice. Would you agree? I mean, you've sold everything, Tina, from Teslas to coaching programs to all sorts of things. You know, I, I don't know if maybe you, you want to share a little bit about just your sales journey and, you know, how how in the, the beginning, maybe it's totally different than where you're at now when it comes to sales. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the beginning, most people uh, will start learning the product. And when you're when it comes to selling, they think, okay, I'm all about talking about the features of everything, right? Like, hey, this um, 
this shirt has an inside out um, feature and you can turn it into this and that. But really, once you get into the groove of knowing the product well, it's more about sharing what the benefits of it is to you, um, to the consumer and not so much the features all the time. So what I mean about that is, let's say you have a, a skincare line that you love and you're trying to sell, um, rather than, you know, hey, you know, it's, uh, this is, these are the colors I have. This is, you know, um, how you order it, those kind of details. You're going to be more towards, hey, um, you know, you shared with me that you have, um sensitive skin. Well, this is amazing for it. It's going to really help you um, clear up your skin or um, it's also, you know, cruelty free. And so it's like a deeper understanding of the product and how it applies to them and helps um, solve their solutions rather than, you know, this is a great skincare line because, uh, you know, it comes in three colors or whatever it is, you know? Right. um, it, it always feels a little hard in the beginning because you're still learning the product and all that. And that's fine. That's absolutely necessary. You need to know what you're selling, but um, also just get to know them and have fun on the conversations. Don't make it feel like you're trying to sell them something. It's just more of getting to know them. And when you come from that, I think it becomes really natural for you and they don't feel, you don't feel like you're, sale, like you're selling them at all. Right, right. So it's it's really just having fun with it, having that natural conversation. And I love what you said about focusing on those benefits. So of course, as you're learning your product and as you know all the features of your product and how it works, that's great to have in your back pocket. But really talking about the benefits and how it can help someone is going to change the tone of that conversation quite a bit. Exactly. I love that. Okay, Janelle, the question for you. I know you have a background in direct sales and have been in the industry for a bit. So I would love to hear from you. You know, we hear over and over in direct sales that fortune is in the follow-up. And I think if you've been in this industry for a while, you've heard that probably 17,000 times. Fortune is in the follow-up. So do you agree that that's where it's at, is in the follow-up and you know, is there a point where you're like, gosh, like I gotta, I gotta stop following up. It's just been too much. Yeah. It's such a good question. And I think yes and no. So definitely following up is a key skill in sales. And there's a mindset that you have to develop around it. Just like we've talked about before, where it's not feeling salesy. So a lot of times people won't follow up because they don't quote unquote, want to bother someone. And if you're thinking that you're bothering someone all the time, then you're probably going to be bothering them. If you're thinking, you know, I haven't talked to this person in a while. I need to reach out and see how they're doing. Um, That energy is going to come across and maybe they'll buy something, maybe they won't, but they'll feel good about the fact that you cared enough about them to reach out to them and say, hey, how are things going with you? Um, So it's really all in the intention that you set before it and the systems that you set up for follow-up. So in our business, we set up really consistent systems for follow-up that that are based on time links. So maybe six weeks out or three months out or six months out. And we think through how can we approach something, someone with some something new that they might be interested in or something that 
They told us that they really wanted a benefit out of the product or a feature in the product that we didn't have back then, but now we have it now. So if you think through what's new that you could follow up with people and also just checking in with someone, it's a much different experience than, hey, are you ready to buy yet? Hey, are you ready to buy yet? Hey, are you ready to buy yet? Which is <laughs> really annoying. Yes. <laughs> yes that's when that. you are a bother. A hundred percent. And it's funny. I, I just had a mastermind call this morning with some of our members of the Academy. And a question came up around that, you know, when I'm following up, like, what do I say to someone? Or like, I don't want to be weird about it. And, you know, one of the suggestions that came out of that conversation was, you know, like you said, follow up if there's something new. Maybe it's a new product or maybe a new event that you're doing in your customer group or something fun and exciting. And my favorite line, this is my my personal line that I like to insert in there all the time is, hey, we have this going on and I thought of you. And I think that gets back to what you were saying around that intent of that conversation. It's, hey, I thought of you. You might want to check this out or we have this going on and I think you might love it. But, you know, letting them know that your follow-up is that you are there to serve them and help them and, um, you know, really be that person for them. So I think that totally comes across different than, hey, you said to check back in two weeks. Are you ready to add to cart? Exactly. Exactly. And when you stop following up is when people say to you, please don't follow up anymore, or they get off your list or they do something that really says, Hey, I'm not interested. Um, people want to be polite. They don't want to have to say no directly to you, but, um, you'll get a sense of when it's the appropriate time to stop following up. And you can follow up in a lot of different ways. You can follow up with just general emails, um, letting people know, oh, here's the latest and greatest that's happening in my business. Some direct sellers have that all set up for you. Some don't, but you can set up that so that you're touching in with people so that you just remind them that your business exists. That's a form of following up versus a direct call that's like you said, are you ready to, you said two weeks, are you ready to buy now? Um, so you're exactly right about just saying, hey, I thought of you and we have something new that I think would be perfect for you. Um, would you like to take a look at it? Yes. Oh, did you guys copy that down? If you are taking notes, take some notes on that because that's the perfect verbiage to use. And I love what you said about reaching out to people on different channels because I think especially direct sellers in this day and age are primarily running their business on social media. And so follow-up often happens through a Facebook message or an Instagram DM or maybe a text message. So all of those are kind of those one-to-one type of communication. But you're right. If you're sending emails or if you're posting on social and just letting them know that you still exist, then you're still staying in front of that customer. Now, I have one more follow-up question on that. You know, I think on social media, especially, we often say that we get ghosted. So you follow up with someone and they don't respond. What is your approach when you feel like maybe a customer or potential customer is ghosting you? So Tina, do you want to share your email that you send when people ghost you? (laughs) You have a ghost email. Tell us, (laughs) Tina. 
<laughs> oh, it's really simple. I actually put it in the subject line and it's worked for me like every time. Literally, I'll just write, um, hey, are you please don't ghost me or are you ghosting me? And something about that question in the subject line, they feel kind of bad about. And so I always get a response, whether it be, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. No, I saw this. I meant to write back to you. Just got busy or, oh, thanks for reaching out again. Um, I'm not interested. So it's just kind of funny. Um, <laughs> you but, call them out. <laughs> yeah. it's and, and it's one of those things they're not expecting in the inbox. So it peaks their interest and they're going to take a look. But um, I mean, you don't have to say it like that, but I find it. I like it. I find it just, you know, straightforward, pretty funny and elicits a response. Do you use the ghost emoji? You know, I haven't figured to do that yet, but um, yes, I, I love emojis um, and gifts. So if you can put those in your emails. <laughs> I love that. Just have a little bit of fun with it. Absolutely. And I think nine times out of 10, somebody comes back and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I'm sorry. Or I did see your message and you were on my list to get back to. I just am busy. And I mean, I, I'm guilty of it too, that I get messages from people and I intend to respond, but then I get busy with something. And if they never follow up with me, then maybe I kind of just forget about it. But if you're following up, then you're gonna, you're gonna get that, that future customer. Yeah, absolutely. And then another email that you can send in the body of it is really simple. You write out what's happening for them in their options. And so we'll say, hey, um, haven't heard from you. You know, I know you're, you might be busy. Which one of these best fits what's happening for you right now? Number one, oh my gosh, I'm still so interested. Please follow up with me again. Number two, oh, I'm no longer interested, um, but thanks for reaching out. And number three can be something funny like, oh, help, I fell down and couldn't get back up or um, I'm being chased by a hippo, whatever it is. And so it's funny because we'll get emails back with just them responding with number one or number two or number three. And that's it. And you're like, well, it took them two seconds to do that. So at least it's easier for us to know what's happening. Right, right. But that's easy. It's easy for them to respond. They don't feel like they need to write, you know, a four paragraph explanation of why they didn't respond to your last message. You're making it super easy for them. And I love that. Yeah, everybody loves a multiple choice question. So there we I, go. I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> Emojis, gifts, multiple choice, all the things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good, you guys. Well, this was juicy. And I would love to share with our listeners where they can connect with you on getting more sales tips. Yeah. So we have our own podcast as well. Um, we're called The Juicy Closers. So you can find us um, on Apple Podcasts, Google, pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts. But also our website, if you want to check us out and what we do um, is defysales.com and it's D-E-F-Y sales.com. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast today. I loved all of these short actionable tips and I know our community will love it as well. So I hope you guys have a great day and hopefully we will have you back in the podcast here real soon. Thanks so much, Becky. Thank you, Becky. Thanks, ladies. This episode of the Modern Direct Seller podcast is sponsored by the Modern Direct Seller Box. This monthly subscription box is curated for direct sellers who love useful and fun stuff. 
Each box includes items to help you work your biz, grow your biz, stand out online, and treat yourself. It also includes a training to think outside the box. Snag next month's surprise box at moderndirectsellerbox.com. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Modern Direct Seller Podcast. For more sales tips, strategy, and tools for your direct sales business, visit your one-stop shop, myconsultanttraining.com. Until next time, get out there and go rock your direct sales biz.